welcome to Living with a Disability, No Big Deal. This podcast is for people who want to learn how to thrive with a disability. It is also designed to share insights for those who have friends or family with a disability. Brad Gabrielson, our host, was born with cerebral palsy and uses a wheelchair for mobility. He is a North Dakota native and believes life is about managing challenges with understanding, mental toughness, and determination. Welcome to another episode of Living with a Disability No Big Deal podcast. Um, um, last time we were talking about Crip Camp, our overview of Crip Camp, the documentary. Today we have three wonderful guests, Greg Moe, Jennifer Miller, and Ellen Peterson. How are you all doing, guys? Great. We're talking about voting and the disabled, right? We're going to talk about the different machines, maybe? Uh, yes, that that's right, Brad. And so... My name is Jennifer. I've been on a few episodes of the show, and I'm yeah really excited to be back today. Uh, I'd like to give a little a bigger introduction to our special guest, Alan Peterson. Uh, so Alan and I we know each other as we we've known each other for probably a good five or so years. We volunteer together. We serve on the board of directors for a local nonprofit organization called Handy Wheels Transportation which is a transit service for people with disabilities. Uh, this is something that I volunteer for. It's completely separate from my daily responsibilities at Roller Ramp, but it kind of serves the same population. Um, so welcome, Alan. Uh, would you like to tell us just a little bit about yourself before we get into the, sure. the meat Thank of the you, podcast? Jennifer. Yes, I, I am Alan Peterson. I live in Horace. I am a person with blind. I have been blind for about 30, 35 years, uh, totally, pretty much totally blind, and I was trained as a veterinarian. Um, I am a graduate of the University of Minnesota College of Veterinary Medicine. I went on to graduate school in veterinary medicine, uh, got a degree in veterinary mycology and pathology, an advanced degree after veterinary school. And from there, I came to NDSU to work in the veterinary science department on the faculty. And uh, after I got here, I found out that I had a progressive uh, degenerative disease of the eye. And <clears throat> over a period of uh, five to 10 years, I lost my sight. So I am so married. I have, we have three growing children and we have three grandchildren. I'm proud of my daughter. She went through the uh, through veterinary school uh, at the University of Minnesota. So we share that in common. Cool. Awesome. Well, that's kind of Alan in a <laughs> nutshell. So th thank you. Um, so uh, so here we are. We're kind of late, mid, late November. And earlier this month, we recently had a general election here in the United States. Now, today we aren't going to talk about any of the political candidates or policies, but what we are going to talk about is the concept of voting. Uh, now, voting is something that many people take for granted, uh, especially if they've never been prevented from voting. 
And throughout U.S. history, there have been changes on who can vote, um, such as, you know, a little over 100 years ago, women couldn't vote. Um, sometimes even men who are of color could not vote. People who had a felony on their record couldn't vote. And so there's been a lot of changes. And today we are, as Brad mentioned earlier, we're going to talk about going to vote with a disability. Now, there aren't any laws on the books that prevent people with a disability from voting, but voting hasn't always been really accessible for people with different disabilities. So, Alan, we're going to start with you. So, can you describe your past experiences regarding voting prior to yes, this year? I, when, I, when I was cited, I hadn't, you know, I just voted like everybody else with, you know. Um, Hello, it's Red Bull, it's not a sweet chair. And, uh, I, I could. My, my, my access, access technology <laughs> kicked in here. Anyway, yeah, no, I, uh, when I had sight, I could vote, uh, you know, use the printed ballot. Um, but when I'm blind, when I became blind, I, um, didn't have that ability. So I had to have like my wife or my daughter vote, you know, uh, mark the ballot for me. But now there is access technology at the polling site. Um, that came about as a consequence of um, help, the Help America Vote Act. Uh, and that was, uh, came about as a consequence of the 2000 election um, because of the of the voting problems that were uh, primarily that happened in, in Florida. So the Help America Vote Act, uh, we got accessible voting machines as a consequence of that legislation. So now there are machines at polling sites where you can, you can vote. Uh, it's audio technology. So um, when I went to vote, at, at the polling site that I could use uh, that machine. It's called the express vote machine. So I, I could um, listen to the ballots. It was on the screen. There, there's a, a touch screen, uh, but of course I can't see use the touch screen, but I can, when I use the audio, I can hear the ballot um, presented to me. So I can make my selections based uh, on, uh, on what I heard through the audio feed coming from the express vote machine. Uh, you still have to have somebody help you make the correct, uh, what you want, make the correct selection, right? Well, no, all I had to do was to have uh, someone um, put the ballot in the, the machine. Uh, and then I, uh, then the audio thing, came on right away uh, so I could listen to the ballot. There were some instructions and there was a keypad that I used just, uh, to move around in the ballot. Uh, so I, I could make my, my I, could, I could move up and down the ballot and, and make my selections. And then when I was done, uh, I could have the ballot printed and then uh, put into, then I put it into a, a sleeve and then um, brought it over to the, the, the machine that uh, 
records the you know the ballot. <clears throat> so the machine itself, the express vote machine, is offline, so it's very very secure. I mean, there's no, no way uh, of anybody tampering with the machine. So it's a very secure way to make it vote. So, uh, like I said, I'm not very good with technology. So what you're saying is, when you move that, kind of like a around the belt, when you move it around that little, I would take it. It's like a mouse. Would you? Will it tell you the name of the person then, yeah. or and then you, then you basically yeah, just click well, it? Yeah. Uh, there's <clears throat> there's a that keypad is uh, there's about 10 different buttons on there. Uh, so you can move using uh, the, the different, and then there's a select key. If you, when you, you can select the individual on the ballot that you want to vote mm -hmm. for. That's interesting. Uh, so, and then it records it and, and you move on to the next, uh, next person or the next office on, on the ballot. And, and you make your selection there and just move down, up and down. You can move up and down the ballot and make your selection. And then when you're done, um, you can select to have the ballot printed. And that's what I did. Um, that is kind of, that is really cool because I, I know in my situation, I have trouble filling out those exactly. little circles. And if you don't, and if you don't get them all the way um, covered the way they're supposed to be, it doesn't get counted. Yeah. And you know, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of just jump in a little bit. So Brad, this is something that I was, you know, telling you about when I said, hey, we got to get my yeah, friend yeah. Alan on the podcast. Yeah. So this, when I went to vote, so I, I went to early voting and I'd stopped at the, one of the hotel locations and what, when I'm going through, wouldn't you know it, one of the um, election judges is none other than Alan's wife, Judy. <laughs> and, you know, and so I, I've always done the paper because I thought, oh, there was just something about, you know, you fill in this circle because that's what the, the voting process is all about. Uh, but then Judy had said, oh, you should try the, the online voting. It's, or not the online, excuse me, the, the computerized voting so i did and it, w it was very simple because how like, like for me then as a sighted person it was it was on the screen and i had a, a, like a pen with a, a stylus on it and then i just made my selection on the screen and while i was doing that you know this is why you know brad i, I said this would benefit somebody you know you know like you where you have trouble filling mm -hmm. in the circles or anybody with even if they are sighted with hand dexterity problems, because all the, as long as you can hold a pen and then put the pen on the computer screen to make your selection, it's easy peasy. Right. I know, I know, I'm wondering if they have one in Stutzman County because I didn't see anything special when I went for early voting myself. Because I usually have some feeling in, I um, did it myself and, uh, the guys come over and I said, I'm having trouble filling out the, the, the little oval things. And, right. You know, so I was wondering, is that in every every town in Jamestown, do they have one or, or just certain, certain? 
areas with a certain population or something. It's it, they're, they're at every polling site. Uh, uh, there's at least one machine at every polling site. Wow. Yes. Yeah, as, a, as, a, as a requirement, it's a, a requirement. So, so they never asked. They never asked me. You know, um, they, they didn't tell me that it was even there. I was, I was very surprised when uh, as I was asking Jennifer a bunch of questions. And I didn't know. I said, "Well, I yeah." <laughs> they made me, you know, do it the old way. So yeah, yeah. Now I know. So now I can ask for. The audio well, offline computer, my computer, do it by computer. So. Well, they maybe didn't, weren't familiar with it, or somebody just wasn't, you know, aware of it, or something must have happened. Yeah, no, that they, it is, since um, a lot of the familiar with it, uh, and there's really a lot of education that needs to be done. Well, it, it is, it, but it, it's a, it is um, an access to an independent secret ballot is what we, we advocated for uh, with the HAVA, the Help America Vote Act. Mm -hmm. That passed in 2002. So we, there were, as a result, we had these machines um, that were, you could vote independently. People with disabilities could vote. Uh, that came about uh, shortly. I think they were in place for the 2004 election. Um, so, but the, the machines that are in place now are a better machine. Uh, the original machines were uh, they were a little clunky, uh, <clears throat> and they they would jam. The paper would jam. But uh, these new machines are you know. Anybody can use. Anybody should should use it because they will, like Jennifer said, they will they will mark that oval. I mean, it will mark the vote. Uh, those ovals uh, where you make your selection. It will. There's no mistake. You know there. <clears throat> oh sure. The machine will do it perfectly. I think it would bring more more disabled people know about it. Maybe they'll be willing to do more voting because they know they, uh, in some cases, they just can't physically do it, you know, and so maybe they, right. they stay home. Right. You know, so maybe now with this information, a lot more, a lot more disabled and elderly will come out. So. Sure. Sure. Yes. Yeah. There's, <clears throat> there's a lot of there was a lot of pushback uh, because. People are very familiar with using the old way, uh, so the, uh, a lot of people, you know, are, are suspicious of <laughs> uh, computers, and uh, they. But this is a very secure way to vote. Yeah. Uh, no, I'll, uh, I just want to mention another, um, I guess, condition or you know, someone that it could help. So back. Back when I was in college, I had a friend who had a condition that was called oh. essential tremors. And that's something where it just, it was a neurological disorder that caused shaky hands. And, you know, for somebody with, you know, and 
with that type of condition, yeah, filling in these little ovals would be extremely right. difficult. And so sometimes, you know, the, the four of us are all very familiar with different types of disability and disability rights and advocating for people with disabilities, but it's, it's, think about it. Right, right, yeah. Kind of like a lot of, a lot of our, our podcasts have been related to um, wheelchair mm -hmm. accessibility. And so that's, I think that's one of the next things on our, our list is just talking about polling places being right. accessible. So I don't know, maybe Brad or Greg would like to talk about that a little bit, or I mean, Greg, did you, you know, you became a, a disabled about 20 years ago. Yes. Are there things that you noticed from when, you know, you first voted as a young guy to now all of a sudden you're in a chair? Well, when I was uh, younger, yeah, when I went in, I was used to walking in there and um, it became more difficult because there, first of all, typically aren't any door openers there. So if you plan on going there yourself, let's say, and you're in a power chair, I have no idea how you'd even have gotten the door open. Luckily for me, you know, I'm in a manual chair and what I can do is it's kind of a little dance. I come up to the door with one hand on one wheel. I grab the door, I swing it open and I take both hands and I wheel over the threshold and it's kind of a little, uh, ballad of the butterfly or whatever they call it. But anyway, it, it's actually a pretty smooth, slick action, but that's only because that I have a strong upper body, right? And so I can wheel up there, whip the door open and get in before it hits me on the wheelchair. Yeah. Otherwise, if you, if you <laughs> and if it's windy or something like that, it smacks you pretty darn good. So, um, so that was one of the things. And then typically there was always, uh, not always, but in a good, uh, a good number of the locations, there'd be steps once you get in to get up one flight of steps. And so, you know, I always had my head on a swivel in order to find, <laughs> look, is there a ramp or or an elevator or do I got to crawl up this thing and pull my wheelchair behind me because I'm going, I'm, I'm going to vote. So how difficult is it going to be for me to, to do it? And uh, the other thing was that, you know, that many years ago, the accommodations weren't as Alan has pointed out, the accommodations weren't that great for people that were in a wheelchair because all of the ballot places, you know, they had standing, with those sides on it so you couldn't see but if you couldn't stand you couldn't reach the you couldn't reach the uh you know the the ballot so it wasn't they didn't always have accessible i don't know when they did it but they finally realized that they need to have uh, ballot locations or some kind of secure table arrangement so that if you come in in a what whatever it is if you come in and you can't stand for a long period of time it might be coming in with crutches you know with people that are uh disabled that use arm crutches like i did you know years ago or somebody that's in a walker who can't stand for more than a few minutes you know on their own or somebody in a power or manual wheelchair so 
for me, it was really kind of the accommodations that took uh, a little bit of getting used to. So those are kind of the obstacles that I, and so now I did, <laughs> I did uh, an absentee ballot, which is, uh, you know, requesting a ballot, a secure ballot and confirming, you know, the, uh, the identity. So it's a secure ballot. So I decided to do that this year. I mean, I always have liked to vote in person just because that's always how we had done it. And uh, so I don't know, Brad, if if you can add anything about uh, some of the obstacles or some of the challenges that you've had when you go to try to vote or. I, I agree with you when it comes to the, the boat the the voting booth being higher or the machines being higher I bought and then um, I, I remember when I was uh, when I first started voting they used to uh, bring the ballot down and put it on the table and I used to go in this little corner away from everybody else and I didn't like that but uh, well at least I got it, got it done with but my my father and my mother used to come with it and, and so um Next time I go vote, next time I'm going to go look for this machine. Make it a lot easier and a lot faster for me, that's for sure. So in other words, you were basically isolated and felt that why should I be isolated just because I have to, right. you know, can't stand up. Right. Or, yeah, and at one time, at one time, one of the judge, uh, the people that are in charge of the voting is that actually you shouldn't have your anybody here, you should do it yourself. And I'm saying, you know, how long it would take me if I had to come every little, you know, and swear into that little thing, you know. And so, you know, they thought we were talking back and forth and they would try to persuade me of a, of a different vote, you know. So that's what. Oh. That's what so. But, so do they do they still allow that type of assistance? It's a requirement. Yeah, they 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 have to. Uh, if you request yeah, help, back then they didn't. Back when they were eighteen, nineteen years old, they didn't. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. But nowadays, yeah, go ahead. You know. So. You know. So now it's a requirement, you know, Alan. Is that what you're saying? I don't know about the machine with. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Every, if you ask for help, it. They have to provide, and, yeah. and and they cannot they cannot influence how you vote either. I mean, it's got to be someone that helps you make your selections independently. Okay, just to just to make just to color in the in the uh, in the oval, really acting as just an objective. Yeah, yeah, it, they they have to provide that service. I mean. Uh, it's a, it's a it's a legal requirement. Mm -hmm. In the name of this machine, it's called. I must have missed it. You can when you request something like that. What's the name of the actual machine so they know what you're talking this, about? This machine that we have in North Dakota is called the Express Vote. Express Vote. Express Vote. Okay. Yeah, and it, it's a brand new brand new system. It, it replaces what, what was called the Automark machine, and that uh, that was kind of the first generation. Mm -hmm. But this 
this newer system is called Express Boat, and it's it's a much much slicker machine. It's it's got the you know the touchscreen, uh, and so it anybody can use the machine. Well, actually, the old machines anybody could use them, but uh, it, you know it was a little more cumbersome system. Uh, but this this new machine is is much slicker. It's mm -hmm. It's updated, and it, they don't, they've done a great job in, in improving the machine. Mm -hmm. Okay, express boat machine. Okay, right. I have to remember that. I'll put that on my uh, on my <laughs> to remember. You know, look at it every day, so it goes through my head. Yeah, but, uh, you can go use that in two years. Yeah. So I I have a question too. So it's you know kind of one of the the phrases we use sometimes is you don't know what you don't know. And changes in accommodation, they usually don't come about until somebody says, hey, we need to make a change, you know, like putting ramps in front of buildings for wheelchairs. Um, what are, are there things that could still be improved for someone that doesn't know or for like anyone on this call? If you were, are there things that could be improved for future voting? Yes, there is. <laughs> we're, we're, we are uh, <clears throat> we're going to be advocating for uh, access to the absentee ballot um, so we can get the ballot uh, we can apply for the ballot independently uh, and then when we get the ballot we can mark which is the vote using the absentee ballot uh, kind of using the same concept except as the express vote machine uh, <clears throat> and having our technology that we use, like I use a, a system, the audio technology on a computer that, uh, that I can use in my home or wherever uh, to, to, to vote independently, vote a secret independent ballot. So, so we're, that... we're, we're going to be, we're going to, to be going to the North Dakota legislature. Uh, actually, we started the process already. So if it comes down to the, the, that everybody is going to be voting uh, a vote by mail or absentee, uh, so we would have a way of voting that way. But uh, I, I'm, I'm sure that there will always be the option of going to the polling place and, and voting that way. But and I, that's, the, that's, prob that's my preferred way of the vote is going to the polling place. Yeah, and voting there. Mine too. Got to get the sticker, the I voted sticker, right? <laughs> yep, yep, I got to get that. That's, <laughs> you got to work for at least the, uh, the, the afternoon that you know, show everybody that you voted. Yep. Right. So, so, Alan, with this uh, absentee voting that you're talking about for people that that would take advantage of like the machines if they were in person, would that require um, like you or others to have a certain type of software or something or some kind of ability on your computer? Yes, yes, it would be. You would have to have, you would have to have that uh, technology in order to, to um, in my case, because, because I can't see the screen. Uh, um, but it probably wouldn't be uh, a requirement for somebody that could see the screen, uh, but 
Um, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people besides people who are blind and visually impaired have problems with reading disabilities. You know, they have dyslexia or, or um, <clears throat> they have learning disabilities. So those are the, that's the population of people that we're, we're advocating for to have this technology oh, yeah. available. Right. Uh, yeah, uh... I have I have major perceptual problems, so it's kind of like dyslexia. I get my nines and sixes turned around, and my B's and B's and D's yeah. turned around. As Greg knows, <laughs> <laughs> so but uh, but I um you know I really sometimes have problems reading small print. Uh, you know, like the newspaper and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. so yeah. that's a lot quicker if I just hear it. And I can just, you know, uh, but nowadays they have those where you can, the website, you can hit a, hit a button, especially on Google, where it mm -hmm. reads stuff to you. That's kind of cool. And it's a lot easier for me to do that. That's how... I get on a website and if it's too yeah. small, I just let her read it to me. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. that's, so. that's that's thanks to people who are blind. Yeah. Uh, they advocated for that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. You. Something that thank didn't you. just come about by itself. But yeah, that is, yeah. and that's exactly. So just, I mean, again, all, all three of you, you know, uh, Alan, Greg, and Brad, keep, keep speaking up on whatever, you know, disability rights or disability access disability related issues there are just because a lot of times people people are just not aware and so it's you know it'd be great if everyone was proactive with things but it's yeah be be um be an advocate for whatever disability needs are not being met yes exactly and ellen if you need some more people to come with you to bismarck i'll be willing to come <laughs> Serious because you know I think uh, it would help help all of us. You know, people with CP, uh, people that have a, have a problem, you know, with uh, the visual perceptual problem like I do. Yeah, it would help because the people that are in Bismarck they right. don't know. Right. You know, so they have to be educated. Yeah. <laughs> All right, very good. Well, that's, I think we've covered a lot of stuff today. Are there, do we have any final um, final thoughts or things we want to say just on the issue of voting with a disability or accessible I have one, voting? One question, Ed. is that in all 50 states or just in North Dakota? Uh, uh, the federal law called HAVA, Help America Vote Act, uh, was federal legislation, so it's, it is all 50 okay. states. It was, it was a but each each state uh, had the, you know they they're in charge of the of their voting so, it's not a uniform system because each state has their own unique um, voting requirements but but HAVA was was a federal was a piece of federal legislation so it covered all fifty states so that it did require it does require that people with disabilities have access to the ballot. All right. Cool. So, 
Yep. Well, good info. Yeah. Um, well, I want to thank you all and uh, thank Dylan for all your great information. I think this is a great podcast, and I want to thank you all. That's a, that's been another episode of Living with the Disability. No big deal. Bye for now. Bye. We'll see you later. Yeah, bye. Bye bye. Yep. Thank you for listening to this episode of Living with a Disability. No big deal. Sponsored by Roller Ramp. This podcast features Brad Gabrielson, who encourages everyone with a disability to live life to the fullest. RollerRamp is a global company based in North Dakota, dedicated to helping people find solutions to accessibility needs. Special thanks to Dopey T for his original music. We hope you'll join us again next time on Living with a Disability, No Big Deal.